So I need you to interpret this dream that I had the other night. I will do that. Uh, okay. So I had a dream. I had a dream. I had a dream that I am chilling on the beach. Yes. And it's it's you know how you know how you sometimes have those dreams when you're younger about you go to school naked or you go to church naked. I never did. And I wish I had. Okay. All right. <laughs> they're never they're never good. Like nothing good ever happens about running around church nude. However, <laughs> if this sure? was the, re- the <laughs> except that one time. <laughs> that one time at band camp. Yeah. Um this dream was the opposite where I'm I find like as the dream went along, I find out that I'm at a nudist base. Uh, I'm beach. Oh, so you're the one that's okay. So they're out of place, but not really. Right. I'm wearing clothes. Everyone else is is naked. What does that mean? Right. So then I'm chilling on the beach, and I'm also uncomfortable because I'm wearing clothes, and the person next to me is Christian Slater. Really, the late Christian Slater, I believe. And Christian Slater alternates between having a penis and a vagina throughout the entire dream. <laughs> What? It's that vivid that you notice that detail? Yeah, it never he never he never wasn't Christian Slater, but his genitals alternated throughout the entire Anytime dream. anyone mentions him, all I think of is the old Beavis and Butthead episode where they Beavis is like Christians later, dude. Christians later. Christians later. Um so you tell me what that's supposed to mean. Um I I know that there is a meaning to it. I mean, you it's the opposite of what normally would happen. So instead of you being the oddball, everybody else is the oddball. Right. But not really. Really, you still are the oddball. Right. Because I went to a beach wearing trunks and hanging out. But why was I hanging out with a naked Christian Slater? Well, you weren't hanging out. That's the problem. Yes, you're right. Well, he alternated between hanging out and not hanging out. Well, Broken Arrow. Isn't that (laughs) your favorite movie? (laughs) I was... and uh, Dude, I literally haven't thought of... Christian Slater in probably 20 years. I can't I can't <laughs> remember you? the last time Christian Slater ever entered my thoughts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like what he hasn't done anything of note in a really long time. Well, he hasn't lived in a while. <laughs> it's just weird. I always mix him up with Patrick Swayze. Really? And he's dead. Maybe Christian Slater's still alive. Hold on. I'd have to Patrick look Patrick Swayze's the one that died of pancreatic cancer. Yeah, that pancreatic cancer will get you. And I think actually Christian Slater might still be alive, but I don't know why I always mix the two in my brain. I I just um, Googled Christian Slater dead and I didn't see anything. <laughs> so. Oh yeah. Now, it says it's still, he was born in 77. That's crazy. So he's still alive. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know this cause I was doing the prep for the show this week and we're going to talk about Darlene later, but Darlene, Darlene, that sounds like such a hillbilly name, but she was on that view knockoff show. When it started, oh, did you know that? I think I remember that. Now it was that you mentioned the, that, the talk. Who? Yes, I remember that. And why would you? Who? How do you end up with her on your panel? Right. Where did that come from? <laughs> uh, well, I think I know why. We'll get into it later. But I think I know okay. why she was going to be on that show. You've got to have. Uh, you've got to have your your out there person. Um, so, <laughs> okay. and in this case, so Christian Slater, don't don't be alarmed. Christian Slater is as of yet still alive. So we're doing okay. Okay, good. No, this says Christian Slater was born in 69. Hey, I just wanted to hear you say it. Got him. Okay. I must have seen something different on the Google well, he, page. He was nominated for some awards in as late as 2017 and 18, but I don't remember the last thing he did. Yeah, he's been out of the public uh, eye for a while. 
what it's it's that's an interesting talk too is at what point do you get out of the public eye and there's so many different reasons people do it but a lot of these guys are forced out because it is very political yeah i think you get out of the public eye if you get blackballed or if you just stop if you want to and you just stop answering your manager's calls they'll eventually fire you didn't you get blackballed one day one time (laughs) yeah but you don't want to download that video (laughs) and then uh the other thing I noticed was that uh, Kim Jong-un Un. hasn't been around for 24 days. Oh, no. Again. Here we go again. So he ha- he took a 20. 20- he showed up at the beginning of the month and he just disappeared again. I mean, talk about getting out of the public eye. He showed up to let us know that we were all confused and everything. Oh, fine. I still hear. <laughs> so here. a lot of times those dictators are they'll they'll pop up a uh, a fake guy. What do you call it? Oh, yeah. The, the stunt double. I know who Saddam did that a couple months the, after we invaded his country. The first time I ever heard of a doppelganger troop was with Saddam Hussein. And when I was when I was younger, because I was like five, six years old during the year yep. during Desert Storm. I was like, that's the most genius plan I've ever heard. <laughs> I can't it believe is, no one's ever thought of this before. And it turns what out. What do you yeah, do? Do you get paid? I mean, I'm sure family gets like a lifetime of compensation if you die but that's got to be a suck sucky job don't you uh don't you think that american presidents are too famous to to do doppelgangers because yeah because you can i mean let's face it everyone in iraq you know they all got that mustache right (laughs) i don't want to say they all look the same but they all look the same super (laughs) mario mustache and then kim jong-un i mean well come on he's asian right so (laughs) But he's a very particular agent, too. I mean, he's very overweight. Well, to be fair, we probably could have got a few Donald Trump, uh, not Donald Trump. We could have got a few Barack Obamas. We might have been able to have like three of them. <laughs> what are you saying? They all look the same? Uh, no, I would never say such a thing. No. Uh, but really, I don't know if you could get away with having a, a copy, a copy and paste W. Certainly oh, yeah. not an HW. A bill like there's only one Bill Clinton on the planet, thank God. Right, <laughs> that like, is true. Like, and Donald Trump, like his body's so weird. Yep. That there's no way that anybody he's the only person that has ever looked like that. Yep, that's Back true. Back in the day, he could have stood in for like Grover Cleveland if he slammed a mustache on him, but that's about it. <laughs> Grover Cleveland, or I think uh, that's Taft. the first ever podcast reference of Glo- Grover Cleveland. It might be. Unless you're listening to some historical. Well, are you talking about the second or the 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 first or the second? election yeah he that's why i think he's on the top of mind he's like he's one of the presidents who was a president then got then either dropped out or got beat and then was the president a second time right he's the only one yeah yeah that's a weird thing i never even really looked i remember in school just being fascinated by i didn't even know you could do that i thought you got one or two terms that's why they named a city after him is that true that's the only reason. I don't know. Well, I mean, what else? What other reason? Nobody knows anything about him besides that. Nobody knows anything about Cleveland either. Cleveland, just in general, right? I, well, that's not true. Except the Browns. the The Browns are screwed because the Browns have a bunch of baseball people running their team for the last four years. The Browns have always been screwed. Do you know that the crazy part about the Browns is that even if you were a team and you weren't even trying, you should have accidentally made the playoffs over the last twenty three years? Yeah. It's crazy. Cleveland's got to get this crap together. They never will, dude. They never will. If they go back to eight teams in the league, maybe they will. But <laughs> eight teams, as long as there's 32 teams or more, forget it. 
Oh, did you see that hockey wants to do a 2014 format for the playoffs? No. Playoffs? Playoffs. <laughs> playoffs? <laughs> Previously on Broken Link Radio. Yeah, the, to- the toilet install is like for retards. And I said, hey, you guys have a cafe there? And they're like, we sure do. And I said, okay, great. You guys have a buffalo chicken sub there, right? And they said, yep. I said, cool. I'm thinking I'm going to swing by and get a buffalo chicken wrap there. Yeah, I can't believe you um, stooped to the level of tops. There's something going on in the world where they are against making buffalo chicken wraps for me. So what I ended up doing, Jim, is I ended up going over to the cheese aisle, grabbing a, uh, grabbing 12-inch tortillas, buying a thing of lettuce, buying a freaking container of our pre-cooked chicken from the deli that they wouldn't give me a buffalo chicken wrap, had to go home and make the <laughs> make the freaking wrap. I'm, You're telling me that's the truth? That is 100% the truth. It's happened twice, and the second time the lady actually went back, yelled at them, came back to me and said, they said we're out of wraps, they just don't want to make them. <laughs> Broken Link Radio. The following program is intended for mature audiences. Produces garbage in, garbage out. We're here because you're looking for the best of the best of the best, sir. Trailer trash, dark clothes wearing, too soon sex doing, four letter wording, hoodlum Oreo eater. And we've done deep research on this. They still have their butts wiped for them. I have taken drugs before and uh, I had a real good time. Don't talk to me, all right? Knock it off! Thank you! Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. That broadcast school has really paid off. <laughs> you fool! You must unlearn what you have learned. Do or do not. There is no try. Moderately, moderate, decidedly stupid. This is Broken Link Radio. Jim, what's going on, man? Good afternoon, scumbags. Can't find my. Why, why can't I never find my sound effect? Oh, where is it? <laughs> and I'm Riley C. Baker. Oh, and oh. Here, here's the uh, here's the fanfare that Jim really hates for Gabe. Gabe, Gabriel the Archangel. What's up? Howdy from the wild, wild west. <laughs> it's sound. You know, it's like, like a chorus. Like. It's like a chorus hit from a Casio. It's like a fake, I was going to say, like a fake clarinet oh. from Casio. You know what's funny is it didn't start like that. That was after I messed around with it because I wanted to get in the key of the of the, uh, of the intro song. And, uh, <laughs> well, then it won't stand out. you got to have it contrast. I, I tried to do, I tried three different versions of something new for this week, and none of them were any good. So It's 2020, man. You can find an angelic fanfare. 
but not one that sounds good. I'll find one. Or is so if you're not free. going to the website <laughs> in more ways than one. <laughs> if you're not going to the website, you're a jackass. Go to uh, brooklinkradio.wordpress.com. That's where the YouTube links are. That's where the links are to the podcast. However, it is you you choose to digest the show, uh, especially if you don't want to eat up your data mm. because the new mm. the new episode mistakenly took 1.17 gigabytes to upload. It was crazy. Gigabytes. Um, subscribe to the YouTube channel. That way you don't. Uh, that way you don't send me messages that uh, everyone else does uh, about about where the episodes are. And then check out the Patreon. Uh, the <laughs> Patreon is for is. I've asked people to explain this to me, and I, it's hard to describe it. Not you're not necessarily signing up for a subscription. You're saying, "Hey, I like what these guys are doing, and I want them to do it more." Uh, at either three, four, or five dollars a month. It's really that simple. As a, and you can also call the number four eight zero two six nine two six four one. That's four eight zero two six nine two six four one. We certainly had a lot of fun with that last week. I did manage to get a buffalo chicken wrap freshly made from Top's Friendly Markets last week, Jim. You went back and tried I, the I same just, place. I just needed to see that it would happen. Were the same people there? No. Okay, that's that's right. good. Did you call ahead? No, I didn't. I wanted to see what would happen if I didn't. So ironically, <laughs> not calling ahead ensured it, I was more successful not calling ahead than I was calling ahead to making sure that I could get it. That's pretty sad. But uh, I, I wanted to follow up with a few of the things that we talked about last week. Uh, the Buffalo Chicken Wrap, only one of them. Uh, we're going to learn a little bit about midgets today, Jim. Well, I know a lot about them. So Oh, oh you do? I, that's going to be a challenge for you. It, I am absolutely 100% right, Gabe. Midgets have normal-sized genitals. How? How did you confirm this? You've learned this. How? How did you do it? All right. So, basically what it comes down to, and I found this on crack.com, is that uh, it was it was an article written by a little person, and what it comes down to is... A leprechaun? The dwarf, dwarfism mostly affects the skeletal system of your body's development, and uh, and that does uh, not that does not include no the soft tissue uh, that uh, that is in your genitals. But they call it a bone. They call it a boner, though, <laughs> without any <laughs> bones. So so, what's the myth? Just to reinforce, what's what's the myth? Is, is that it's way bigger than than the average, like like the black? No, dude? that it's not. It's not way bigger, but of course, the proportions, as you talked about last week, are completely screwed up. Because if you have an yeah, average, right. even if it's an average five point seven five on the dot inch penis, American 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 size penis, it's going to look gigantic. <laughs> Grade A, <laughs> extra large. <laughs> What is that graphic I'm looking at? I just at saw that too. What is that, uh, Brad? Those are hanging those are hanging those are hanging sausages. So, That's what I thought. So so uh, Gabe, you had asked me uh last week, is this the first thing that people think of when they think of little people, midgets, or dwarfs? The answer is yes, because here on crack.com, the very first point that that this little person brought up when it come when it comes to living life as a dwarf was uh, and the headline says, our boners are just as big as yours, and in parentheses, and look way cooler. So there you go. It is the first thing on their mind, the first thing on your mind, even though you're not admitting it. And it is true. Dwarfs and little people. Now, does that include fe- for females? Yes. Okay. So 
it, the the difficulty in sexual relations for female dwarfs slash little people is not the size of their genitals and whether or not it can accommodate a normal sized penis. It is the fact that they can't find positions that are comfortable enough. Ooh, with normal size because they're lugging around those huge dwarf dongs. <laughs> <laughs> it's all a strain in my back. Either that, you need a crane. Although now that I think about it, I've had that. I've been given that excuse a few times, and those were not dwarfs. So I think it's just. <laughs> so is this? Is, is sorry to interrupt. Does this is this considering that both of them are dwarfs, or one, or the male is just just the male is a dwarf? This, this is a male writing this article. So point number five is that um, our boners are just as big as yours and look way cooler. Uh, he goes on to say that. Uh, Every like all dwarfs look the same again because of the same. The reason that a lot so many dwarfs look similar is because it's a developmental genetic issue. So a lot of things that are supposed to develop yeah. as you grow, it's like uh, never happen. It's like Down syndrome, right? Uh, can you imagine if you were a retarded midget? <laughs> That's got to be like that is <laughs> that is a bad hand in life, man. Uh, you. Also, you don't have to be related to dwarfs and little people to be born a dwarf. I didn't know that. I thought that that was just like a predisposition genetic. Well, I like how they threw genetics. the word literally in there. Like, that makes a difference. So you thought as long as you stay away from the dwarfs, you have no, like, no chance of catching it, basically, Brad, is what you're saying? No, you can just, you, two normal people can just squirt out a dwarf for no right. reason. <laughs> but do you thought, like, as long as you don't uh, get their bloodline mixed into yours, then... You're all good. Oh, no yeah. dwarfs. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought that I actually thought up until I did this research last week that the dwarfs just breed dwarfs or, you know, there's a recessive gene somewhere that I'm sure it makes it more likely to happen. But two arbitrary people can just have a dwarf. Oh, keep that bloodline over there. <laughs> keep that bloodline away from me. Oh, uh, what else did we need to follow up on? Um, oh, Jim, oh. I watched. I watched your fish tank king. Oh, I don't like the sound of your, so, your voice. I can tell. Oh, Gabe, did you take any time to to catch up on any fish tank kings for Jim's sake? I did this not. Week? I thought about looking for it, and I did not. Sorry, Jim. Where'd you Where'd you find it, Brad? Where'd you find it on? Uh... I found it on the the bootleg YouTube. I found it on Daily Motion. Oh well, so, is it? Is it an actual episode, or is it just like a? I found it. Yes, I found multiple full episodes. I watched one full episode. Okay just for the sake of argument, right? So I didn't think it would be fair for me to watch the 10 minutes that I was already bored into and then criticize the show based on that. I watched the entire hour episode. Yeah. Um, and specifically, just in case you know what I'm talking about, the episode was uh, season three, episode two, uh, called The Fish Whisperer. Fish Whisperer. Are you familiar with that episode? Not off the top of my head. Okay. Great, because then I get to explain it to you. Now, from a third party's perspective, you get to hear how stupid this show. Oh, come is. on, <laughs> can I explain? Just can I just give you an encapsulated version of what I like about the show? Oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> you're, don't do that. <laughs> okay, I just like the uh, I like the whole the whole process that they go into. They talk about you know the client that comes in, all the planning, the artistic planning that goes into how they're physically physically going to be able to fit the tank into the space they want. They've got like a fish scientist guy that actually goes out and scouts for the uh -huh. right fish for the right aquatic life. And which ones can live, which, which one with the other ones, they've got the guys actually building the tank, what goes into the tank, the theme, 
the theming of the tank for the specific client. There's so much that goes into that tank, dude. Gabe, I don't think that Jim knows what he's in for because Gabe and I have collaborated and worked together on producing different projects before. So I'm a, I'm big on the notes, Jim. So I took down some notes, all right? And then uh, I'll go through these. These are these are uh, contemporaneous notes. As I was watching the episodes, I jotted these ones down, all right? So the first thing I wrote is, is why are they riding horses in the desert? The name of the show is Fish Tank Kings. And they I guess they were trying to do some sort of crossover, maybe a network crossover thing with the Dog Whisperer, who's got a dog camp set up in the middle of nowhere in the desert. So here we are. The name of the show is Fish Tanks, and they're in a place where it's actually the least likely place to put fish, right? In the middle of so the desert. So that's a challenge. Their goal, their goal is to put a pond in the desert with living fish. And Gabe lives in Arizona. I've lived in Arizona. Even if they successfully build the stupid pond, it's not a good idea. Okay. That water evaporates so Unless fast. Unless they're coy, they'll die. Yeah. Um, I noticed that the dog whisperer guy, because I don't even think I've ever seen him, but this whoever this dog whisperer guy is, he looks like a squatty Mexican version of Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. The big thing about the show that was just driving me crazy, and, and I think I noticed why you like it now, the, the, the way you said it. Every, is it the guy's name, Matt, that's spelled with one T? No. I actually didn't know how everyone's name is because I was watching on Daily Motion. So they had uh, flipped the entire video horizontally so they didn't get like content ID. Oh. So I was watching the show in backwards. But uh, you, all those little details that you, that you find exciting and, and cool about the show, yeah. I hated every single one of them. It was the most mundane premise for a show I've ever oh, heard. Did you watch the wrong so, episode then? Everything they talk about, well, uh, this kind of fish doesn't get along with these kinds of fish, and this kind of fish can adapt to daylight, even though it's supposed to be a nocturnal fish. So my plan is, oh my God, and it goes on for three, four minutes at a time. Every single thing that they do is mundane and boring, the entire show. That's There's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing that was interesting in and of itself that ever happened on the show. So you picked an episode where they just build a pond. Oh, no. That's actually another point I was going to make about the show. There's more things that happen than build a pond. They build a pond. They go catfishing. They they go noodling for catfish. They uh, they try to get some exotic tropical fish. They build a... What else do they do? They built a... <laughs> this is one of their big problems, Gabe, on this show. This is one of the big problems they needed to solve. Like, all right, we got a client. The client has two fish tanks, and he wants us to combine them into one Oh, fish come on. Tank. That's not the normal episode, oh. dude. Oh, well, I... Dude, the first I episode, ever, episode out of the, the first episode ever, they build a huge fish tank um, uh-huh. at, in the Marlins Stadium. Or what do you call it? Baseball. I don't know. Is it a stadium? Oh, that ugly stadium. That yeah, ugly I know stadium. That, yeah. They build a whole mm-hmm. fish tank along the uh, the foul line behind the home plate. That's a fish tank that's got to withstand a kind of an impact. Are you looking at your web camera? Because I'm now moving to the edge of my seat, Jim. No, you blanked out. You're not tell, there anymore. Tell me more. <laughs> I sort of want to see this. Do they incorporate the Ferris wheel somehow or the, the home run thing? I, they have I don't in, remember. I, it's been a while since I've seen it, but. Most of the episodes that they make are are very logistically, I mean, from an engineering standpoint, for one thing, like building the actual tank and like the shape of the thing they're trying to make it into. Like if you're watching an episode where they're just making a pond, then, yeah, I, I, right. I would die well, they, of boredom, see, too. 
well, here's the thing. So they wanted to combine. The guy had two regular, perfectly acceptable big fish tanks. And their big challenge was, how do we make a fish tank that combines them both? Yeah, Whoa. that's pretty lame. Whoa, crazy. Right. They're like, oh, but we're going to put a curve in it so it fits the contour of the wall. All right. I think I saw that at my doctor's office when I was 12. <laughs> Not that cool. Um, Oh, guys, I just had a great idea. Not to interrupt, but... For the Patreon, what if we did a watch along with Fish Tank Kings <laughs> with the three of us? That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. Uh, I know you just hear me bitching a lot. Um, so my ne- the the next thing I noticed about the show is er- there's so much, there's so many mundane details that went into this episode, and then none of these people in the show, in the show or on the show, well, no, in this particular episode have any personality to carry any of these mundane details and make them worth listening to or, or caring about. Right. Nobody is cool on the show <laughs> at Nobody's all. Cool enough like for they're you. all just the dumbest fish nerds. Like, imagine being a nerd about fish, right. bro. Like that's the least cool. Well, I'm person. not a fish nerd, but that's, it's, there's a lot that right. in the average episode of the show, there's a lot that goes into it. All right. Um, they, okay. The other thing is they, they shoehorn a lot of, production into the show like they do on all these dumb reality shows yeah. that are absolutely not necessary to carry out the task that they're trying to do okay so if you were actually doing this okay so you're a you've got this big fishing operation fishing you've got this big fish tank operation right you're the number one fish tank constructor in the world and somebody uh, uh, a high price client wants to contract you to build them a pond in the middle of the desert that's going to be self-sustaining and it's going to hang out with some fish and they're all going to die. Okay. You already know, you already know, and you wouldn't even take on the project, you already know that you're going to be able to drill for water. It's already been scouted out, it's already been signed off for, and it's already being subsidized by the the channel, National Geographic. All that stuff would all be done before you ever put anything to tape. Right. So, why did they bring some hoot nanny hooligan hillbilly guy with abortion sticks? With you know the abortion stick thing where you hold them in your hands and it's supposed to point you towards water. Yeah. The, uh, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Some they put some snake oil salesman on there to help them locate the water, and then everyone pre- pretended like they didn't know if they're going to strike water. Right. <laughs> Dumbest. <laughs> Dumbest stuff. You have to be an idiot. Um. So, and that goes along with the inauthentic dialogue, which is. There was a lot of people pretending like they had a problem, even though I, as a viewer, I knew that if this was a problem, this episode would never be made. Right. You know? So the one guy who was drilling was really worried whether or not they were ever going to find water. It's like, dude, I know that you know there's water there before you ever, ever decide. Yeah, you to bring do a this. camera crew out there. We're not sure if we can find water yet, but bring the oh. cameras out. And if, if it doesn't work out, yeah, we'll have to scrap yeah. the whole thing. Waste, waste days and time. There's no way that ever happened. Um, and then the other thing that bugs me is your your Asian scientist friend who finds all the cool fish. Oh, he's Canadian. I hate him. <laughs> Canadian Asians are the worst. They're the worst kind of Asians. Yeah. Canadians. Um, Asians. <laughs> oh. He goes on a diving expedition to get this rare fish. Okay. Again, here we go. It's the number one fish tank building company, fishery, whatever they are. You, they could just have National Geographic write them a production check to get a, the stupid fish. He does not need to go diving for this fish. And he's that particular person does not need to go diving for the fish. None of that needs to happen. They could just buy it. 
stupid. It's just stupid content. Well, they do have a place um, they go to buy fish sometimes. Right. So I don't know. I don't know. So I, my, if I were to critique the show, um, I would say that this show is just background noise at best. Like, if you had it on National Geographic and you were just doing stuff, that would be whatever. Um, but I was not entertained for a minute watching the show. And I watched it. I watched it for the whole hour. And also, there's no reason the show's an hour. They had... They had an A, B, C, and D plot in right. the show. So if you have an A, B, D, A, B, C, and D plot, that means you should just have two half-hour episodes. And then tighten it up, baby. Tighten it up. That's like a lot of shows. I mean, that's that's a 100% valid point. And that's, I mean, yeah. I don't watch a lot of reality shows, but there are a few that I watch just because, I don't know, for whatever reason. And that seems to be the theme. the, the theme between them all is that they tighten it up, and and just quit the recaps all the time, things like that. Oh, the recap! You gotta you gotta tell them what you're gonna say, say what you're gonna say, then tell them what you right. said fifty <laughs> times. <laughs> Every commercial break. Uh, so so you like so you like the, the show? Follow- That's good. Oh, dude, I hold it personally against you that I had to watch that. You watched the wrong is- episode, bro. I'm sorry about that's that. That's what everyone says about their crappy no. TV shows. Oh, you just didn't. That's what everyone says about Breaking Bad. That's what everyone says about Parks and Recreation. No, no, no. You got to watch the right episodes. Oh, that's not a oh, good episode. Oh, you don't episode. like Parks and Recreation? That's nope. one thing me and you have in common. I can't believe that's you just said that. <laughs> uh, so we ran out of time for everything else we we're going to do. So uh, I just hit the desk really loud. Uh, Jim, you wanted to tell us about uh, about some government stuff coming up, right? Yeah. yeah. We'll see how it All goes. right, so uh, we'll see how that goes because I, I, I'm going. I'm heading into this somewhat skeptical, uh, and then uh, we'll move on from there. The rest of the story. Beauty and the Beast. The Third Reich will be remembered among history's most ghastly nightmares. Not only because of what happened, but because of the ideas behind the happenings. In those, Third Reich architect Adolf Hitler was hardly original. In fact, he was quite specifically inspired. He was a copycat. And he was inspired by one man in particular. He, Rose Hitler, was a fiery nationalist who described himself as, quote, the most German of Germans. Anti-Semitism permeated his political philosophy. His name was Friedrich. Numerous essays expressed his radical views. One entitled The Inequality of Races is regarded as a pillar of Nazi racial theory. Friedrich contended that while Aryans sprang from the gods, Lesser races were descended from the apes. The latter could achieve nothing, he said, without an admixture of Aryan blood. For only the Aryan, he said, possessed the overpowering intellect which permitted him to master his own will. Cross-breeding enfeebled Aryans, Friedrich warned. Jews he described as the born enemies of pure mankind and all that is noble in it. He believed that official tolerance of Jews could easily lead to Germany's downfall. That they were allowed full citizenship was appalling to him because Jews might soon, quote, consider themselves in every conceivable respect to be Germans. For the corruption of democracy in Germany, Friedrich blamed the Jewish press. 
The best Germans were fleeing to the United States, he claimed, where racial purity was being preserved. Everything Jewish repulsed Friedenach. Even the sound of Jewish voices. He said Jews were incapable of clear expression or of deep feeling. And the longer he lived, the more he became obsessed with what he saw as the Jewish problem, to which he insisted there was but one solution, complete elimination of Jews from German society and culture. That's right. It was his recommendation before it was Hitler's. Complete elimination of the Jews from German society and culture. This was the man whose philosophy formed a cornerstone of the Third Reich. One must know him to understand the Nazi movement. Hitler said that. And although Friedenach died six years before Hitler was born, the Fuhrer studied his writings passionately and clung to his memory tenaciously and played his music incessantly. That's right, his music for K. Friedenach was a once-used pen name. Friedenach in German means simply free thought. You remember the political theorist who posthumously kindled Hitler's hatred for something other than hate. That was the great paradox, you see. The beauty and the beast. For the notorious polemicist whose ravings led indirectly to the Holocaust, the articulate anti-Semite who may have envisioned the Nazis' so-called final solution more than a hundred years ago, Hitler's hero was the grand opera composer, Richard Wagner. And now you know the rest of the story. Welcome back to Broken Link Radio, guys. Segment two. Brad, let me ask, and Brad and Gabe, let me ask you guys a question. Um, do you guys remember a movie from the 90s um, uh-huh. starring a black, we'll say a, I remember a lot of a lot of movies from the 90s. <laughs> starring a black celebrity who uh, who played a genie. Yes, it was that Sinbad movie, right? Was it called uh, Shazam? Okay. <laughs> Isn't that with Shaq? Oh, do you remember the name of it, Gabe? Uh, Kazam? <laughs> Gabe is the winner. <laughs> so, what you guys have just totally inadvertently and accidentally d- demonstrated is something I've learned about over the past week called the Mandela Effect. Are you, are okay. you familiar? Super familiar. Really? And, it, but, and here's, here's, how strong, here's how strong the Mandela Effect is. As soon as you asked me what the movie was, <laughs> and uh, and then I said, "Was it Shazam?" I realized that that's the Mandela effect. Ah. Every uh, there's a bunch of people like me that think that Sinbad starred in a movie about a genie called Shazam, right? right. And it never happened. Exactly. It, it was yeah. it was Shaquille O'Neal, and it was called Kazam. 
Yeah, and, and the Angry Video Game Nerd did an entire episode about the Mandela oh, effect, probably dude, five I didn't years know ago. I've seen a lot yeah, of those videos. Yeah, and it's all about how it's all about how the Baron it, the Baron Baron Stein bands are <laughs> bears are actually the Berenstein <laughs> Berenstein bears, and and we all spell it wrong, Frankenstein, and we all remember it wrong. All right, so the Mandela effect is named that way because people the Berenstein people <laughs> live at worms. <laughs> <laughs> People have a memory of hearing that Nelson Mandela died in the 80s while right. he was in prison when he really died in like 2013 and he was not in prison. He was a free right. man. Right. So so it's basically when someone has a memory that doesn't coincide with the facts. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, you have this strange memory that is there. Who knows why it's there? Right. And this goes, you can dig into the rabbit hole in this one. You can go into conspiracies. You can People say this is because... Memories have been erased by the government memories because people say it's his mind control. The truth is out there, Jim. It is. Where is it? <laughs> oh, where is it? Where is it? Now, some people even say that it's time travel. dude. Okay. That, or that it's a parallel universe. Uh, now here I'm into the parallel universe thing lately and, and it's all my brother and I have a theory that it all started with the uh the the Kobe Bryant heli- helicopter crash. Really? Yeah. When you woke up that Sunday or whatever day it was and they were just like, Yeah, uh Kobe Bryant died in a helicopter crash, your my immediate reaction was like, That's absolutely that never happened. Absolutely that hasn't <laughs> happened. And of course it did. And then what? Uh, a month later, uh, out of nowhere, the, the NBA just closes the league. Again, same thing. Hey, the NBA announced they're closing the league th- for the rest of the year, and I was like, "That's absolutely not the universe I live in." There's no way that happened. So, I've been trying to determine when I f- what what the real point. I jumped into a parallel universe, and where that is, I don't know. It happened at some point, though. I'm almost Dude, certain of it this is crazy for you this is <laughs> I, I cannot believe i'm hearing this from you so so did mickey mouse ever wear suspenders no he did not ah uh, see i i could have sworn that he had and you're see, right he has never I, worn suspenders i knew that because i remember seeing that really old um the like the first disney cartoon with mickey mouse where he's uh, On the driving boat? a yeah <laughs> driving a steamboat and I, that's the original mickey yeah, so I already knew that one, although I did not know that it was a it was a typical Mandela effect question. Well, here's another one. This one will probably blow your mind. What describe the Monopoly man to, you, to me? Okay, he's got a top hat. Right. He's got uh, zoot suit pants. What right. are those pants called? I don't um, know. Tuxedo pants. Yeah, and then he's got uh, he's got a cane. Yeah. Uh, a bow tie. I believe he's got a bow tie. Was he got on white. his face? He's white. He's white. He's, he's got a mustache, does he not? Yeah. Okay. I'm a black. <laughs> <laughs> Gabe, so, how about you? Gabe, do you have some... any uh, anything to add? Are you looking for his monocle, Jim? Yeah. Doesn't oh. he have a monocle, dude? I don't Wrong. recall him having a monocle. Oh, you're an idiot. What do you mean? <laughs> he has a monocle? Everybody I've asked, because I did some, you know, I I wanted to test this out on people uh-huh. over the past week. Everybody I asked thought they had a mon- he had a monocles, including me. They're thinking of the Mr. Peanut. Yeah, you're right, Brad. Huh? Does because he not he has, have a that could be true. Mr. Peanut has a similar art style in that he's got those really thick outlines and really thick brushes right. for for details. However, right. 
the other reason that I might have a slight advantage on the monocle thing is that uh, do, do you ever play Monopoly for Nintendo? The the mm, n- the eight bit Nintendo. Yeah, we played the mess out of that at my house back in the day <laughs> uh, because playing Monopoly with the actual board game is the worst. It's right. the, one of the worst games of all time. But right. uh, we would play we would play Monopoly on Nintendo. So you he th- that guy was being animated all the time. So I don't recall a monocle on him ever. The mustache, the mustache, and the baggy pants, though. Yeah, I thought those baggy a, pants very cool. insightful of you. So what about the 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 uh, evil queen in the Disney movie that when she looked in the mirror? You know what I mean? Do you remember okay, what yeah. she said? Uh, I think I've heard this one before. She does not say mirror, mirror on the wall. She says. She says oh. magic mirror on the wall. Yeah. yeah but I've everybody's heard, heard. Everybody's heard mirror, mirror. On the, so where did that memory come from? That's what the. That's what the people are asking, Brad. Well, there's yeah, that's where there's another one. It's not it's not people don't associate it with the Mandela effect, but have you ever heard that Kirk never said beam me up, Scotty? Yes. Yeah, that's another one. We all think it. Um I joke about being in a parallel universe. Here's here's what I really think. Uh, which is our brains are programmed to assimilate information and condense it. And right. so because we all are made out of essentially the same genetics, we store information very similarly more often than not. So yeah. when we all have the same memory, I don't think that actually anything happened in the universe. I think that we've all experienced something or been exposed to something in a certain way. And so then we all store it in our memory a certain way. And oftentimes it's very similar. Yeah. Because our Human beings recognize patterns, assimilate the information, condense it, and then put it away. Right? Otherwise, we would always be afraid of getting hit by a car when we're walking on the sidewalk. After that, after we've walked down the sidewalk and been exposed to that car, our brain literally just shuts out the fact that that car is going 50 miles an hour and could turn you into tomato paste. We don't think about it anymore. But if, if we traveled back in time and brought George Washington to current time and then showed him the 490, he would freak out. <laughs> The 490. <laughs> because he could or, not comprehend, comprehend, like, cars driving at 70 miles an hour. Right. His teeth would fall out. <laughs> or parallel universes. Brad. Right. Right. Like I said, I'm still trying to identify if this, if there is something to this parallel universe thing, there's a, there's a certain point because 2020 has been such an odd year with so many odd things happening. Like, how yeah. often does, a Hall of Fame basketball player who's just retired just die in a helicopter crash. Did that happen this year or was it last year? It was, I believe it was February of this year. Wow. It was Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, okay. That's right. That's what he, that's what made it so much more odd was it was the week leading in the Super Bowl of of all the times. Of course. The Chiefs go to the freaking Super Bowl finally and he's got to die. And (laughs) win. And win. That's the other thing. So um, here's my question about the whole thing. And you know, I'm I'm not a conspiracy guy for the sake of being a conspiracy guy. I try uh-huh. to look at both sides. Right. But so my question to these guys is why would the government want to erase people's memories of such mundane things? You know what I mean? I don't think, like, yeah, I don't think that there is a good answer for that. I, <sighs> I mean, these things are, I mean, movies, come on. Like why, right. what, what interest does the government have in taking memories like that away? <laughs> from your brain well, well that, that's that's the thing is like aren't, aren't isn't part of the nelson mandela effect the fact that we created the memories incorrectly it could be we didn't, that's we didn't necessarily forget it we created the memory incorrectly even the monocle thing with uh 
Monopoly Man. With Monopoly Man, a lot of people, I think, this would be my theory, I have no way to prove it, so this is just me going out there. Because of the similar art style, people associate, again, your brain is just creating packages of, of, of information and sort of storing it away as efficiently as possible and going, okay, big thick lines, uh, monocle, cartoony character, they all have like a one, they all have like one base color for their flesh, which is white or yellow. So flesh I color, flesh color, <laughs> Crayola so, flesh. So I, th- I think that the Mandela effect, in my opinion, is more, more so of a, of a memory that's created incorrectly rather than a memory that had been it's, erased. It's the same reason you go to sleep at night and dream of Patrick Swayze or whatever his name is. <laughs> Dang. See, that, dude, that's a Mandela effect, right? I keep mixing up. Uh... It could be. Yeah. I don't know. If, I, I've never heard of anybody who gets Christian Slater and Patrick Swayze confused all that often so so you're right though that's the the counter the big counter to this thing is just it's just people forgetting stuff yeah and like a recreation of association so like not only mr peanut is associated because of the similar art styles but think back to many references in pop culture like sitcoms and movies all have the rich debonair white guy and when you associate top hat you instantly think kane and monocle if you have that sort of character style so it you all just what? sort of reforms out of your brain, and that becomes a new memory, basically. Did they, or did, go or ahead, parallel yeah. universes, right? Did did the most origi- likely did the original Alfred have a monocle from the Batman series? I'm thinking about who. No, you know, did Penguin. Maybe, Penguin did. Penguin had a monocle. He had it in the cartoon, and a top hat. Penguin also has a top hat in the cartoon. That is correct. Huh? And a cane. So, and a cane. Dude, what if Penguin is the Monopoly Man? Is the Monopoly oh, Man. Could be. And you've had it right this whole time, and it's been covered up by the government. They didn't want us to remember that, but we they just They don't want did. us to know that the Monopoly Man did. is really the bad guy. This is why you should listen to the show. Uh, so, so, I don't think that the government... <clears throat> I don't think the government's erasing memories. I just think that the government, at its worst, hides things... Uh, hide things that they don't want out for a particular reason. Not always good reasons, but they just hide things. Right. So but even like the loss prevention department at Walmart does that. So I think that's pretty <laughs> common with anyone in authority. Well, you know, we see things that you need not see and we be places that you need not be. Like your dad had a lot of stuff from you when you were a kid on his <laughs> top of his dresser. <laughs> Mine <Yeah>. did. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like, I think all of ours might have. I asked you. I asked you last week if you remembered. Speaking of the Mandela effect, if you remembered a three-year period where Darlene from Roseanne was hot, Darlene, and 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 you viciously denied the fact that that was ever the case. I viciously and vehemently denied it, <laughs> and I can die will today too. I have. I'll die isolated, in that I have isolated the time frame. Where I believe that Darlene was at her prime. It took you a week, but you found it. Yes, it it took me a week of searching for photos. But uh, coincidentally, it's 1993, and that would be the years that that, uh, Sarah Gilbert, the actress that played Darlene, turned 18. Okay. So what I'm saying is from 18 to 22, Darlene was looking real nice. So I'm going to bring up some... Smack dab in the middle of the, the show's run. Yeah. So I think this is... This is Darlene, and I forgot I forgot entirely that Darlene's boyfriend on the show was the, is the same guy from the Big Bang Theory. 
Are these the the pictures that you want me to see? (laughs) I'm looking. I'm looking. My internet is running. Let me know when you find it. (laughs) Yeah. So you're saying that she doesn't look attractive here? No, I'm. I'm. Scroll. Keep scrolling, bro. Okay. (laughs) Uh, What about this one? Look at that. She looks. She looks wholesome. (laughs) She looks wholesomely bangable there. If you go up a little bit to the present day. That one's like 12, so we're not going to do that one. Oh, no. This is supposedly 93 here, so she would be 18. So, Gabe, you're telling me, you're telling me that Sarah Gilbert was not in her prime in 93 to 97. Gilbert. It's tough to say. Dude, that's taggable right there. You're out of your mind, Jim. Look at look at that <laughs> long dark so, hair. Man. <laughs> Wasn't there a period where she had longer hair? Maybe later in the, I think later in the run, maybe. You're out of your bloody mind. You're bloody mind. So so it turns out Sarah Gilbert is a hyperdyke. No, I didn't see that coming. She oh, oh, really? what? <laughs> She's a hyperdyke. Yeah, HD. She's been married to two women, and she's had kids with one of them. I don't even know how that works. Um, Science. But uh, she actually dated the Big Bang Theory guy when she was on Roseanne. Is that it, the guy from the Big Bang Theory? It is. And that and that. how would you like to be that guy? You convinced Darlene that she's gay. <laughs> but if you were, dude, if, if I was a chick and I was banging the guy from the Big Bang Theory, I'd probably decide to be gay right about then, too. Are you... Am I the only one of us three that just doesn't like the Big Bang Theory? No, I don't like it at all. It's Where, not. It's not did, there's no humor. I don't see the humor in that show. When when do they ever make a funny joke? I don't know. They see that's they do that weird quote unquote comedy. They just make references of things that do exist and have happened, and then right. expect that to be the joke. That's not and, a joke. And somehow the main characters like um, deadpan. Right. reactions and stuff is supposed uh-huh. to carry through and it just makes it fall flat. Oh, it's just like when Batman and Robin were in the Batcave. Yes, they were at some point. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. I've never well, understood he's... why that... I've never understood why that's so funny. <laughs> I think he's mildly autistic and I think really the biggest thing the what's well, <laughs> mildly right autistic? The <laughs> main character, the Shelton guy. Like oh, okay. that's unspoken. That's not a part of the I'm not saying that that's a part of the storyline, but <laughs> I mean just watch it. Look at him. But um I think the the problem with the Big Bang theory is I think people try to like laugh with it and really it's it's so anti everything our society is right now because the way to enjoy that show really is to laugh at it as if you're a schoolyard bully laughing at a bunch of nerds. In my oh, opinion. Gotcha. Gotcha. So it's so, really just completely making fun of them. So you're not you're not with me. On the Sarah Gilbert thing, and I can respect that, Jim, but uh, you also questioned me as to whether or not uh, I was into Jewish chicks. No, I didn't question that. I've known that for a while. Dude. I think you're I just have... trying to defend yourself at this point. <laughs> <laughs> this has been this has been a tough No, no, segment no, really, I do like Jewish women. I swear. Uh, I've heard. <laughs> so. If I could so find s- it. Starting with, uh, who's the one I think? I forgot who the one we were talking about like a while ago. That first, it might have been that chick that Ashley Tisdale. Yes. Years, you know, years Ashley, ago. A, yeah, Ashley Tisdale, as of right now, is no longer in the top 10. Really? It's because she's blonde. You're not into that. Well, okay. So 
I was doing some research, right? Uh, and uh, uh, we can call it research if you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so we can do, we can do this. So my number ten Jew of all time, not named Jesus Christ of Nazareth, is uh, Sarah J. Sarah J. is a Jewish pornographic actress, and it, oh. <laughs> bro, she's down for anything. Look at that. She's 42 years old. That is a top 10 Jew if I ever saw one. Horse face, dude. <laughs> you don't have to face, Jim. You don't have to face unless you really want to. And she would. Um, but uh, there's Sarah Michelle Geller. You're telling me that she's not amazing? Julie I had, Louis. I had a crush on her as a te- when I was a teenager. All of us did. Julie Louis Dreyfus is hot. What? Mila Kunis? <laughs> Mila Kunis is smoking. I was recently watching some of those uh, that '70s show, and uh, I believe that that show still holds up. But man, is Mila Kunis Kunis Mila Kunis a whole other level back She's in '99? Jewish? Is she like converted? I thought she was Ukrainian. Aren't yeah, they heavily too. like like European, Eastern European? I think she's half and half. Yeah, she's from the Ukraine. Yeah, the she's Ukraine. half and half. Is she from the Ukraine? But I got so excited looking up my favorite Jews. <laughs> that I've decided to declare today Jew Day. Oh, okay. So I was wondering if you proclaimed that or if it was uh No, it's not a it's no, that's me. An edict today, that Trump sent down. <laughs> today we celebrate Jews and and all things about Jews. So for instance, um, you know, I like the Torah, you know, I like Rosh Hashanah. You don't even know what those things are, do you? Sounds like a, a skin condition, Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Dude, Jews rule. Well, Jim, we're going to school you up today. And Brad, one thing that I like is cheeseburgers. And did you know that the first kosher Jewish cheeseburger in New York was created by Talia Steakhouse in 2008 using tofu cheese? Tofu cheese. Oh, right. Because you can't if if you're following the mitzvah, you can't put cheese on your meat, right? Is that how that works? Well, we don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, because man. observant laws keep kosher following dietary laws. So in conjunction with that, so it prohibits eating the eating of certain foods, Jim, including shellfish <laughs> and pork, as well as meals that contain a mix of meat and dairy. Okay, I'm not sure he's trying understand. to talk me into it or not. <laughs> Might understand. I might understand. You just have a long list of of Jewish fun facts for us on Jew Day. No, no, we're just simply we're, we want to teach Jim the, the beauty of. So we're not trying to talk you into anything, Jim. We just want to let you know things like <laughs> the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem is actually the world's <laughs> oldest continuously used cemetery for oh. Jews. Well, you got me there. I don't know. I don't have anything to respond to. It, I just think it's so funny how like. Um, Anytime that anyone says the word Jew, like everybody in the room gets nervous. <laughs> oh like no, what's coming next? Yeah. Cause it's such like a backhanded or like a sarcastic, like a possibility of of, of like you said, anything coming next. Right. Yeah. There's a there's a Louis C. K. bit about how Jew is either a statement of fact or a racial slur. It really depends on the context. Right, right, yeah. right. Uh, Just so, the inflection on how you say it, like life expectancy in Israel among the Jews is among the highest <laughs> in the world at 82 years. Those Jews live forever. 
I've got a new game for us to play in the next segment, Ooh. and it's and, it, and the it's the, it's almost like reverse game show, Jim. Your main goal is to just not die, and that's coming up next. in your car from talking to friends to watching a movie to turning tricks with a co-worker so why should you get out of your car to eat at up and adam we're from a time when america didn't worry about global warming cholesterol or who could vote drive into up and adam today up and adam food from when we were morally superior women dieting is so hard there are lots of delivery diets that deliver food each day but don't stop you from cheating time you try something just a little different? At Vinewood Health, we not only give you the carrot, we also give you the stick. Our trained counselors spend the day with you to offer the guidance and reassurance to keep you on the right track. You're gonna eat that, you pig! You disgust me! With their firm but encouraging guidance, the truth thinner you will soon emerge. Paranoid, neurotic, and the proud owner of a new food disorder. You have to associate food with pain and a beating. Food is your enemy! Defeat it! You have no self-control. Thanks to us, all you need is self-loathing. Vinewood Health. Beauty inside and out. Or your money back. You fat whore! Contact Vinewood Health today. Leviticus is where it's like, all right, listen, men can never have sex with men, and if they do, they should be stoned. Right. Uh, men can never have sex with animals, and if they do, they should be stoned. And then it's like, men can never have sex with somebody else's wife, otherwise we'll stone the wife. <laughs> and also, women don't have sex with animals, and then it never says that women can't have sex with women. I was like, I, I, wonder, I wonder if it was a guy that wrote the book of Leviticus. <laughs> I've always... <laughs> It's like guy dudes having sex is disgusting. Cheryl and uh, Rhonda over there though. You guys are Cheryl cool. and Rhonda, those Jewish names. <laughs> they are Jewish oh, names, are they? aren't they? I don't know. Yeah. I was always confused how like the movie about World War II with the Pearl Harbor, Torah, Torah, Torah. I always thought that that had to do with like Jewish law or something before I went. On a scale of one to ten, I'm gonna put you on the spot. A scale of one to ten, ten being the worst, how bad is Pearl Harbor? Oh, Wait, which the, what's the worst? One? Ten is the worst. Ten is the worst? That's a weird scale. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a nine. Because I, yeah, I do enjoy a, the soundtrack. That's about it. Uh-huh. I, that, I, that's one of those movies where I was watching it all the way through, and then I was like, when does the good part of the movie happen? When is the part where this movie, something, where is My it? theory about Pearl Harbor has always been they tried to do what Titanic did, which is take an, an event from history that was tragic uh-huh. and huge and, you know, big scale event. Pearl Harbor, very Th- large. Throw, throw uh, a love story in there that sucked. Right. A nice soundtrack and like hopefully you have a huge hit on your hands. 
It would have been way better if they used, instead of Cuba Gooding Jr., they used Omar Gooding. That would have turned the whole movie around. <laughs> well, I mean, then they get Ben Affleck as the lead guy. Come on. You've got a thing about Ben Affleck. You're going to have a dream about Ben Affleck later where he's <laughs> alternating between I genitals. I so. <laughs> oh, you know what would have been great if they used <gasps> Scooby Gooding Jr. still, but he was like he was in radio and they just used that radio character in the movie. <laughs> that would be I fantastic. Would, <laughs> I'd rather they use Omar Gooding from Wild and Crazy Kids. Or Cuba Gooding from Boat Trip. <laughs> Ooh, or the guy who played Carlton. Man, that mo- <laughs> Pearl Harbor was so long ago. Speaking of something else from real, like around that time frame, maybe just a tad uh-huh. bit earlier. According to the Torah, Abraham is actually the father of Judaism. So he was born about 4,000 years ago during an era where many gods were worshipped, but he believed there was only one God. The old monotheism. I love Judaism. Father Abraham. I'm so excited to celebrate Jews. Let's do it. What's next? Gabe, did you ever did you ever did you ever sing that song in Sunday school, uh, Gabe? Father Abraham. I did not oh. attend I Sunday even, school. I won't even sing it. I think you guys call it a heathen. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what he referred to me as? Well, uh, Jews call you a Gentile, and that's genteel, bad enough. Not to be confused with not to be confused with Gentile, which <laughs> is what we call the South. <sighs> So I was going to play this game with you guys. I've invented a new game by ripping off another another game from TV. Um, and I've adapted Street Smarts. Oh, so dude, I used to watch I the took, show all the time. In the, it was the 90s. I did, too. I love it. I forgot yeah. about the show. Street Smarts Street Smarts, and Make Me Laugh oh, are I used like to love those really shows. forgotten game shows that I just freaking love. So we're going to try a version of that. Uh, and I'm going to call the game Just Don't Die. And here's, here's how it's going to work in brief. Okay, in not briefs. in briefs, but in brief. Christmas <laughs> later. <laughs> you each have nine lives. So instead of trying to win this game, you are trying to not die first. And whoever's still surviving at the end of this game is going to be the winner. You each have nine lives. At any point, you can challenge if you hear a question that you feel that your opponent does not know the answer to. Otherwise, you are going to be betting on your partner as to whether or not they know the answer to the question. And uh, Gabe, you won the coin toss prior to the game. So you're going to pick your poison here. I've got two gentlemen. They're going to introduce themselves to you, and you tell me who you're going with, okay? Christian Slater. All righty, let's do it. And as we uh, do, Jim, the Kabbalah is a mystical type of Torah <laughs> study centered on spiritual enlightenment and personal growth. So take that with you, buddy. <laughs> I lost my folder. I lost the feed. Where's the feed? It's an apocryphal Torah, right. is what it hey, is. Hey Jim, did you know that? Did you know that life expectancy in Israel is among the highest in the world? Oh, you already did that one. <laughs> you know that we talked about that, that out. already. All right, you ready? Let's let's meet our let's meet our partners. Ooh, I am hello. Curtis. I love board games. I hate sand, and I am the Hong Kong ping pong champion of the world. You have no idea how irritated I am, and I'm just maintaining my cool. <laughs> Hey, Jim, did you know that the main denominations of Judaism are Orthodox, Conservative, and Reform? Makes, uh, Gabe, did you know we're trying to play a game? It makes right sense now? when you think about it, really. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. Gabe, yes. uh, here's your first Here's your first, play, your first partner hey, option. Now. Hi, oh, I'm right. Curtis. I love board games. I hate sand. And I am the Hong Kong ping pong champion of the world. So here's something <laughs> I didn't tell you. Uh, each, each of the... Each of your potential partners, Gabe, have also told you two truths and a lie. 
So I'll play Curtis for you one more time, and you determine which liar you like the best. Hi, I'm Curtis. I oh. love board games. <clears throat> I hate saying. Are you aware that we cannot? I cannot see Kong, any of these people that you're playing for me, Brad. Of the world. Or hear them. I I'm seeing I'm seeing you. I'm not seeing the videos. There's no video. I wasn't aware There's that you no were video. playing. Or or audio. I'm hearing no audio. There's no audio either. No. Right. That's why I keep mentioning to Jim that to meet the demand from Jewish immigrants in 1911, a kosher kitchen was built at their arrival point at Ellis Island. That's not too far from me, right, Jim? Ellis Island is so far away. A kosher kitchen. Yeah, dude, that's New York City. All those New York cities. Would you listen to this goddamn intro this time? (laughs) Yes. All right, here we go. Hi, I'm Curtis. I love board games. I hate sand. And I am the Hong Kong ping pong champion of the world. All right. And then our other potential partner for you, sexually and otherwise. Did you, you, you say I hate sand? All right. My name is Matthew Bonacorso. I'm 27 years old. I absolutely love board games, and I am a cancer survivor. All right. So those are your two options, Gabe. Are you going with Matt or are you going with Curtis? I'm going, oh, the second one was Matt. I thought I said Jackie. Nope, Matt. Yes, I'm going with Matt. All right, so Gabe is going with Matt, which means that, Jim, you are partnered with Curtis. All right, so our first question that we asked your partners was, what is the total number of dots on a pair of dice? Now, you're going to tell me, you're going to put in your bids, and you're also going to tell me whether whether or not you thought your your partner got it correct or answered it incorrectly. Let me know when you're ready, Gabe. Yep. All right. Jim, what was your bid? My bid is zero. You can't bid zero. It's between one and three. Okay. Sorry. I bid three. All right. Gabe, what was your bid? I bid two. Okay. So that means this is for one point. So we asked Curtis and we asked Matthew, uh, how many dots are on a pair of dice? So Matt is your partner, Gabe. Here was his answer. Okay. Give me a second. I got to think of this. Uh, well, it goes up to what six? You're talking about a six-sided die. Um, I'm gonna say forty-five. Now that's wrong. Okay, Gabe. So <laughs> he said forty-five. What was what was your guess? It would be twenty-one. Oh my god! You're not supposed to answer the question, Gabe. Oh, you're supposed to tell me whether or not Matt gets it right or wrong. Oh, I think he was going to get it wrong. <laughs> Were you supposed to ask him that before you give him the answer? I'm, yeah, I was waiting for that moment. Jim. I think Matt got it wrong, Brad. <laughs> Jim, what, Jim, did Curtis, got did it wrong, Curtis get it right or wrong? Well, I got to hear his response first to make it fair, dude. <laughs> what the frick? <laughs> hey, Jim, basketball star. O.C. Sheckman scored the first basket in the first U.S. Pro League match and was a Jew. (laughs) I'm going to guess Gabe or uh, Curtis got it right. Okay. I mean, I could just do the math. You want to just do the math or guess? So 10, 15, 18, 42. Dude, what the hell is groove music anyways? Dude. All right. So the, the correct answer is 42, which means that Curtis got it correct. 
Gabe, you guessed that Matt got it wrong, which is correct. That was worth one point, and nobody's died yet. The next question we asked your partners was, the title role of the 1990 movie Pretty Woman was played by which actress? Uh, Gabe, did Matt get this correct or not? Yes, and I wager three. Okay. Jim, what was your bid, and is Curtis going to um, get I'll say, right? boy, I'm going to wager one, and I'm going to say no. He did not get it right. All right, so let's start with Curtis's answer. This one, the difference between your two's bids is two, so this one is worth two. Julia Roberts. Curtis got it correct, which means that Jim is wrong. Now you need to hope that Gabe is wrong as well. Now, Gabe is telling me that Matt got this correct. How are you feeling right now, Jim? Nervous. In a word. (laughs) It's one of the words. Oh, an emphasis. Oh. Uh, Julie, Julia Roberts. So that means that Jim loses a life there as Matthew comes through in the clutch. The third question that we asked your partner was which Roman emperor supposedly fiddled while Rome burned? Gabe, what's your bid? And did Matt get it correct? I'm saying one and he has no idea what that is. One and he's going to get it wrong. Jim, what do you think? I'm going to say three, and I'm going to say he does know. All right. So that means that we're we're wagering two here, and we're saying that Curtis knows the answer to this question. Roman Emperor. Good night. Uh, I always get them all confused. We're going to go with... Uh, uh, Julius Caesar. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> oh no! I'll say Julia Roberts again. C- Curtis got it wrong. What's wrong with kids these days, bro? <laughs> Curtis got it wrong. So oh, now man. we. Man, oh, all these emperors, <laughs> I get them so mixed up. So now, oh, God, here, now Gabe is betting that Matt is also going to get it wrong. So here we go. Yeah, uh, I'm not very uh, up on my Roman. Geology, so I don't know that. Shocking. <laughs> so, number one, it's not geology at all, and number two, he also <laughs> gave you answered correctly by guessing that your partner was going to get it wrong. The fourth question that we asked your partners was in Greek mythology: Who turned all that he touched into gold? Gabe, what's your bid, and did Matt get this correct? I wanted to answer the question again. I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> number uh, number two. I'm gonna bid two, and I have no idea what's going on. He's gonna he's gonna get it right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm so lost right now. All right, Jim, what's your bid? Uh, and is Curtis gonna get this correct? Um, I'm gonna bid z- one, and I'll say no. Well, he's thinking about the Roman emperors again. I'm pissed, dude. I had this all set up on the soundboard, and then the soundboard broke. I'm so irritated soundboard right now. Soundboard broke? <laughs> yes. Would you drop it? No. 
<laughs> the Midas Touch, man. Like that's a that's a car shop. Oh, oh Curtis got it right. What do you say? That's a what? You said the Midas Touch, man. It's a car shop. Oh. And then Gabe has bet that Matt was also going to get it correct. And this one is for one life. Uh, one life to live. Zeus. So that Ooh. would be wrong. So nobody loses a life. Zeus is such an out of the Zeus is not out of the way. It's, a king. It's, wrong. It's not even a. Doesn't make any sense. Okay, Jim, we're gonna go. We're gonna switch it up to you now. We're halfway through. Mount Everest is found in what mountain range? Um, I'll bid. I'll bid one, and I'll say he's got it wrong. Gabe, what do you think? I'm going to say three, and my guy's got it right. He knows his geology. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we'll start with Matt this time around. Uh, Somewhere not in America. I think it's... I could choke a horse. I think it's in Nepal. Uh, it's pronounced nipple. Maybe the <laughs> let's see. Is it the Himalaya the Himalayan Himalayan? Is that how you say? So Matt got it correct. <laughs> he knows his geology. Oh man. Squeak that and then out. Now Jim 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 is hoping that Curtis doesn't know the answers to stay in the <clears> game. <throat> Jim, you are down six to nine right now. <laughs> of course I am. Ah, six to nine. <laughs> I really want to say the Colorado Rockies. Um. Uh, uh, oh, I actually don't know. Yes, <laughs> I do. So Jim is Jim is still alive. The sixth question, Jim, that we asked was, "What was Muhammad Ali's birth name?" All right, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna put the dunce cap on Gabe. All right, Gabe, you are being challenged. What is Muhammad Ali's? birth name oh i have known this, this were one three lives three lives right here Gabe. his name god i'm gonna sound so racist right now i'm like it's <laughs> <laughs> isn't it like kunta or kuntith or kumar uh no no, no. cassius clay was uh was isn't that weird that Muhammad Ali's birth name is is like Cassius? A, See, I was Muhammad Ali's birth name is like a wrestling name on accident, right? All right, so that's cool. So now we are we can you recycle that same question. Gabe, did Matt get that answer right or wrong? Oh, he's so wrong, and I'm going to wager one. Okay, <laughs> all right. So what does that do to our score before we go on? What does you it guys do are to our tied sc- up? Six okay, nice. Six apiece right now. That was a good move there, Jim. All right, I'm going to see. I don't know if Curtis would know this. Um, I'm going to say. I'm going to say no, and I'll wager. Uh, would a game wager? One. Well, I guess it doesn't matter if we both. Well, yeah. whatever. I'll wager three. Okay. So this one's worth two. Does matter if one gets it right and one get doesn't, right? Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali, the famous boxer. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Jim Bob. But yeah, they both they both got it wrong. They don't know who Cassius Clay is. See, I wasn't too far off. Uh Okay. <laughs> we asked we asked your partners what a Geiger counter is used for. Gabe, did uh Matt get this right or wrong? <clears throat> and what are you wagering? Absolutely wrong. One hundred percent wrong. I wager three. 
Jim, did Curtis get this right or wrong? I and say he waiting? got it. I'm going to wager one, and I'll say he got it right. Okay, so that means that this one's worth two. Gamma radiation. Curtis knows that it's it's to uh, measure radiation. So, Jim, you're you're doing okay so far. Now, Gabe, you said that Matt doesn't know the answer to this question, right? Correct. So do, no idea. So does that mean when he said that he survived cancer that uh, you don't believe him? I believe that he has no idea how he survived cancer. Oh my, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he's a little uh he's a little <laughs> peeved at Matt right now. I'm sensing. <laughs> oh, that's the worst thing I Now sounds like a good time to let you guys know that Judith Resnick was the first Jewish astronaut in space. She died in the Challenger sp- shuttle disaster in 1986. She sure did. <laughs> hey, do you know where she took her vacation that year? Uh. All over Florida. Dark place. Does Matt know this answer? Pretty sure it's used to detect radiation. Oh, oh. Gabe, that's going to cost you two lives. So that puts ah, Jim in the lead. Ching. Oh, man. All right. We asked both of your partners. Spinach is high in what mineral? Jim, did Curtis get this correct or incorrect? No. Incorrect. You got it wrong. And what are we wagering? I'm going to wager... Th- th- uh, I don't know. You're ahead six uh, to four right now. I don't know what that means for my wager. I'll th- say three. Okay. Gabe, did Matt get this correct or incorrect? And what are you wagering? I'm going to wager two. I'm going to say he got it correct because my boy knows geology. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to start with Matt's response. Oh, spinach. You know, I'm not a very good, uh, I'm not very good at eating my vegetables, but I'm going to have to maybe say vitamin B. So vitamin B is not the correct answer. So Jim, you're going to, you're going to do some damage here if Curtis also does not know the correct answer. Much like a Bobo and Double Dragon. (laughs) A Bobo. Lead. That was the first thing. <laughs> I, th- I think he thought it was a speed round. He immediately answered lead, which is not the correct answer. It's, I thought I said blood. You know, he I said, said blood. lead. Iron like, is the correct answer. Spinach is high in lead. <laughs> uh, that explains so many things. <clears throat> spinach. All right. Now for the for the ninth question, it's worth three. So the score is what? The score right now is that Gabe has three lives remaining and Jim, you have six. Didn't he lose two there or no? He lost he lost one. Okay. Because he bid two, but you bid three, which means he only lost Got one. Got it. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. So, the final question is that you just have to guess. The final question. You have to tell me. Did, uh, did Matt. <laughs> Does Matt know the answer to this question? They, they each have separate questions for this. Does Matt know the answer to on what mountain did Moses receive the Ten Commandments? Jim, does Curtis know the answer of 
who was the hunchback of Notre Dame and what was his name? The hunchback. <laughs> Is he German? <laughs> the hunchback of Notre Dame. <laughs> Bach. Oh, so we can't. So wait a minute. Can I not turn? Not that really I even want to turn this one on, Jim, but I feel like you would know that one, Jim, but could I have not turned this one on? You could have, yes. This question. You could have turned this on, Jim. I could have. I'm going to try to turn this on, Jim. Oh, boy. All right, Jim. What's the name of the hunchback of Notre Dame? Um, is that my question or is that his question? That was that was your question. That was your partner's question. Okay. Quasimodo. All right. That closes the game out, Gabe. You just lost. <laughs> you just lost three lives because you challenged Jim on a question that he knew the answer to. So, Jim, you have won the game. So, congratulations. Um, that didn't work very well. No, not very. <laughs> I, I thought I was turning my question on him. No, I, I think you I probably know that answer to that one, too. I, even I, I, imagine, I thought right? you were, too, and I thought that's what you thought. I meant the game sucked, but that's okay. Well, you can edit a lot of that out. I know. Right? I'm just irritated because I... It's going to take you a while. I spent 35 minutes setting up a <laughs> soundboard to make this game work, and then it crashed. And, it's and just, then you freaking dropped it on all over the floor. <laughs> been so long since a whale had washed up in Lane County, nobody could remember how to get rid of one. That's sad, right? <laughs> November what kind of, 1970? What kind, of name, what, what kind of name is Paul Lindman? Are you going to do my clothes? I'm Jim Tomey on the Jim Tomey Show, CBS Sports Radio. It couldn't be cut up and then buried because nobody... Florence, Oregon. And it couldn't be burned. Beached whale. November 1970. A day that will live... In infamy. Was this 42 years ago? <laughs> this video is not funny, okay? <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Is George the Thornton. Pounds, the pounds and pounds of TNT that they're implanting into the <laughs> You know what's funny is George Thornton of the highway department. Well, I'm confident that it'll work. The only thing is, we're not oh, sure man. just exactly a how film much by Doug uh, Brazil. explosives it'll take to disintegrate this. The dynamite was buried primarily on the leeward side of the big mammal, so as most of the They're remains gonna... would be blown toward the sea. <laughs> Boom! <laughs> the audio is not funny. All right, Fred, you can take your hands out of your head. Okay. Our camera stopped rolling immediately after the blast. The zoom of the entire situation suddenly gave way to a run for survival. The pounds and pounds of flesh landing on cars is not fun. Huge chunks of whale blubber fell everywhere. Get your whale oil here. From the blast site was the target of one large chunk. The passenger compartment literally smashed. Fortunately, no human was hit as badly. That is not, again, clones, that is not Jay Moore. Covered with small particles. Please do clarify what caused that car to get smashed in. That was a giant chunk of the way. <laughs> Holy crap.
That's a giant chunk of the whale that landed on a car. As darkness began to set in, the highway crew were back on the Flopping it over with the bulldozer. Including a large piece of the car. Love it. Never left the blast site. Oh, awesome. That's awesome. That should a whale ever wash ashore in Lane County again, those in charge will not Jim Cadley, you're on the Jim Tomei show, Co. Jim, good evening. What's up? Jim, is the answer... Oh, has, has the trivia been answered? Man. Yeah, what do you think this is? Bob Matthews Show. Broken Link Radio. We're back on the fourth segment. Before we get to the news and nonsense, uh, we just need to recognize the fact that Gabe hates cancer patients and likes to make fun of them viciously on the on the podcast. How do you feel about that, Jim? What if you got a Jewish guy that's a cancer patient? Then what? What if he was a Jewish cancer patient that was re- that was a retarded dwarf? Well, we know that his genitals would be normal size, so he'd be okay. <laughs> and also, that voicemail technology was developed in Israel. That's true. I uh. I've heard that a bunch of surveillance stuff and innovations, including the cell phone, were developed in Israel. You mean it didn't come from America? America! No. I don't believe that. Well, and also, contrary to popular belief, well, think- Superman is Jewish. His name, Kal-El, resembles the Hebrew words for voice and vessel. His creator, Jerry Seigel, said that he was strongly influenced <laughs> by anti-Semitism that he experienced. How about that, Jim? Isn't there's a there, there's a fan theory out there that Superman is actually a modern day portrayal of Moses? Have you ever heard that before? Well, it's come on. Who, where did this come from? Well, because he remember he was he was a baby and he was sent in a basket to the earth, and oh. then he's like he's and then like the earth, Earthlings are like the promised people, and he's supposed to be their leader. Yeah, and yeah, okay, stuff. yeah, and he's got a Jewish name. I guess I didn't know that. Gabe, you're going to do the news today? I am. We have your news and nonsense for today. I'd like to start off with the fun fact that coffee and cafes are so good in Israel that it's the only country where Starbucks failed trying to break into the local market. Shocking, right, Jim? That's that's Jim's worst nightmare, is surrounded by Jews with no Starbucks. What? <laughs> Dude, I hate Starbucks. <laughs> and Jews. <laughs> Starbucks is the worst. Well, for all of you... I was really going to say that. For all of you Jews out there, good news. <laughs> and Why not don't we just, just change Jim it to Jews you. news? <laughs> so, this is your Jews news for today from the Huffington Post <laughs> out of Berlin, Germany. Hitler's alleged pet alligator has just died. An alligator that's... A- goodness gracious! An alligator that survived a bombing raid in Berlin during World War II and was rumored to have once belonged to the Nazi tyrant Adolf Hitler died at the Moscow Zoo on Friday. He was 84 freaking years old. Not only did Saturn, the name of the alligator, live through World War II, the Vietnam War, the Korean conflict, and both Gulf Wars, he also outlived the average life expectancy of an alligator, which is... 50 years. That's an old alligator. You know how they say uh, your skin when you get older gets leathery? 
Yeah. What if you're already an alligator? What kind of skin do you have then? Skin like seals or R. Kelly's, maybe. When Saturn was born in the United States in 1936, he was gifted to the Berlin Zoo almost immediately, the statement said. This myth was born that he allegedly... Allegedly. Was allegedly in the collection of Hitler and not in the Berlin Zoo. The Berlin Zoo... uh, what What does Hitler's alligator do all the time? What? What is that, Brad? <laughs> no, it's, I'm not saying a joke. It's I'm a just joke. saying, like, what, what do you, like, what do you need an out? Al- like, oh, I'm, we both, I'm Hitler's we both alligator. I'm just going to hang out in the pool. Yeah. I mean, like, what does he need to, it's like any of those exotic pets you know, in the movies, you always see him in like a cage in the corner. Yeah. Like, what do any of them do? Like, what does a pet chimpanzee do? Smoke cigarettes? Maybe the alligator Rip just your arms cigarettes off. That's what a pet chimpanzee What do you call does? a collection of animals in Jerusalem? What's that, Jim? A Juzu. <laughs> the Berlin Zoo was hit during several bombing raids in World War II, and in 1943, the facility was destroyed by one, killing many of the animals and releasing the others. It's unclear where Saturn was for the next three years, but Eva Braun seemed to be walking funny for those same 36 months. <laughs> In 1946, Saturn was gifted by British forces to Berlin, in Berlin, to the Soviets, who delivered the gator to the Moscow Zoo. I'm surprised Hitler didn't take him with him when he went to Argentina. Let's. Oh, is that is that another one of those conspiracies where Hitler's still alive somewhere? Dude, this one's proven. Okay. <laughs> Come on. Next. Next from Fox Six in Louisa, Virginia, two melon heads commit a robbery. Literally. <laughs> Police in Louisa, Virginia, took to social media on Saturday in hopes of finding two men accused of robbing a convenience store with a watermelon rinds on their head. Where do you see this crap, Jim? The entire crime was caught clearly <laughs> on surveillance, but they managed to elude authorities thanks to their unusual <laughs> disguises. Uh, so there's the disguise right there. They have carved out watermelons and use them as hats. They look like aliens. <laughs> That's awesome. This was another one of those moments where I'm like, dude, I'm definitely in a parallel universe because these two guys are wearing watermelons and robbing a, a convenience store. Jim, we'll have to double check to see if this has also been disclassified by the Navy, but um, before we do Sunday, authorities arrested 20-year-old Justin Rogers in connection with what the Post deemed the melon drama. <laughs> Rogers was booked on three charges, according to TMZ, misdemeanor, larceny of alcohol, misdemeanor, possession of alcohol by an underage person, and felony prohibition of wearing a mask slash face covering in public. That was my teacher's name. Police. Misdemeanor. (laughs) I've never heard of a felony. I've never heard of a felony uh, prohibition on wearing facial masks and coverings. Aren't we all? Aren't we all supposed to be wearing facial masks and coverings? Is it illegal to wear a mask? In we public? all wear masks, metaphorically speaking. That's true. You, I am not my true self until I've let my true self go. Stanley Upkiss, 1994. <laughs> Police are still on the lookout for a second person, according to the Pittsburgh Tribune Review. So are we all felons? Is that what you're implying right now, Brad? That That's what I, I didn't. I didn't know if melon felons. 
<laughs> a, a, a Melanie? <laughs> Melanie Griffin. <laughs> so I've never heard of a federal law that prohibits you from wearing a mask and facial covering in public. But they, they charge that kid with it. What do you do about Halloween? Halloweeny. Or a pandemic. Right? So confusing. But uh, these these two guys actually dressed up with watermelons on their heads, robbed a convenience store. Have you ever been to a Sheets, Jim? Yeah. Down in the, down in like maybe the Carolina. Yeah. Uh, the kiosk, the ordering kiosk is like the best thing ever. You can actually order your food without interacting with a human being. I've never been to a Sheets, but I've been under some. Boo! Boo! Next. Next story from CBSNews.com out of Los Angeles, California. This just in, Elon Musk and wife are still effing crazy. Is that the Can name I of a cologne you- or a man? <laughs> <laughs> Elon game. Musk. Game idea. Game idea. <laughs> Can I just tell you something right now? One of the uh, one of the cords that goes in my headphones is like touching my nipple in just such a way that it is rock solid hard. It could cut glass <laughs> right now. And it's making me very uncomfortable. He wants the show to go on a long time. <laughs> Keep going. That is the perfect the the perfect mode to be in when you hear about Isn't the that weird? Isn't that weird when you have one hard nipple? <laughs> That's like. what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> a few weeks after Elon Musk and Grimes revealed their baby's confusing name, the couple has apparently altered the unique moniker. In an Instagram comment, a fan asked Grimes if the couple changed the name of their newborn son <laughs> due to California laws that require only alphabetical letters. Never, that's another law I've never heard of. So Ex- I couldn't. So when somebody is something, something, the third in California, does that mean that the eyes are actually eyes? They're not three in Roman numerals. I would imagine so. Yeah, due to this. So there, there are some, also some exceptions. So where, um, How do you, what if I just played with my nipple like this? Like, <laughs> just really, I, this has never, ha- hey baby, this has never happened to me before. This is also new. So available on the Patreon for an additional two dollars, Brad will play with his nipples for you. <laughs> is that even allowed? Can you put pornography on Patreon? Well, it's not pornography because you have your shirt on, right? I mean, what are you planning to do for the people there? Well, how far is I mean, this going to go? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> what is well, he planning what? on doing? <laughs> so he can put it on his hot or not. Oh, there you go. Your <laughs> fans only or only fans or so X A and D A dash X I I. She replied. In my case, it would be in my case, it would be the only fan. Get it? There's not a lot of them. She replied, revealing the slight alteration to the end of the baby's name, changing the 12 to Roman numerals. In reply to another commenter, Grimes simply wrote that Roman numerals look better. Thanks, this didn't help at all, one person replied to Grimes' explanation on Twitter. It is so... So I'm confused, Gabe. What is the name of this child supposed to be anyways? I don't. I still don't even understand. Exayashi. Exayashi? Exayashi. If it was Chinese. However, neither of them are Chinese, though. Right. Exayashi. So it is still unclear how to pronounce the name or if it's even legal. Um, that's what, is, that's the noise that E. Honda makes when he does a palm strike. Exayashi. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe they're really big Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter fans. It appears that only some parts of the original name were valid. The X, the A, and the hyphen. The 12 would not be allowed under state rules. I think that I'm going to name my children onomatopoeic versions of Mortal Kombat sounds. That would be great. So the Raiden move, the Raiden dive move is like, hey, why don't you come here? How about Liu Kang's Kang's, uh, pedal kick? (laughs) How does that one go? (laughs) <laughs> it's just a, just a whole clan of them you know <laughs> and I'll, so just, I'll just i'll have a girl and and her name will just be finish him <laughs> be awesome <laughs> friendship <laughs> you the send her off to prom and you're like have a good night finish him oh god <laughs> <laughs> The two-letter combination, A-E, is also not a standard character in the English alphabet. So, with California state law, the exceptions for punctuation would be a hyphen, as in O'Hare, or if you had two last names, um, a, or excuse me, an apostrophe, as in O'Hare, and a hyphen, as in, if your name was Bradley Baker Jim, then that would be suitable as well. Okay, so Jim, see here, it says that the name of this child is X... I don't even know what that. What is that character? That's a. It's an alpha and an epsilon at the same time. What is that called? I don't know what the name of it is. I've seen it. It's. Um, I don't even know what it means. It's just. It's like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and then how do you pronounce? Then how do you pronounce it? So it's X A E, but not really A dash. You find X. that in the Bible when they're talking about Judea. Uh huh. That's the character they use, and what a character it is. <laughs> so here's the thing about elon musk is that he's insanely rich he smells right? amazing <laughs> he um there's a certain point where you lose so much like nobody in their actual right mind would ever name their child this right so what is going on is he just so far off the deep end that he thinks that it's just cool to name your child yeah. a series of characters? It's the it's th- the celebrity, I know more than you, I'm so smart, I'm like a different realm of intelligence than you all people. It's a, Celebrities do this stuff all the time, right? It's such a weird, it's such a weird psychological thing, though, because Elon Musk, Elon Musk, Elon Musk is a smart person, so where, psychologically, when does that break down in your, how much money, here's the, what number? Basically, is what I'm saying. How much money do you need before you start doing really stupid things like this, despite your level of intelligence? Yeah, What's but then that? you got. Sorry, go ahead, Gabe. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I just said, bef- what is the number before you lose your mind, basically? Yeah. Pretty much. And I, I, you see, like, B and C list celebrities trying the stuff. And it's, I think it's like a club. It's like, uh, it's almost like a trend or like something what someone's wearing. My kid's cooler than your kid because you can't pronounce his name. See, I, I'm part of the, uh, yeah, name the baby a crazy name club, too. That means I'm an A-list celebrity. Mm. It's right but, of passage. Isn't there, is there some sort of rhyme or reason to this name, or did they just pick characters out of a hat? I have no you know? idea. It doesn't look like, you should Google the, the actual name and see if, if anyone's explained it. Oh, yeah, huh. I could do it that way. Yeah, well, and I'm having trouble finding, uh, I've been having trouble finding it today, but there there actually was a meeting that they had put out originally that seems like they've sort of rescinded, where basically every symbol was more or less the, like, like referring to something and had its own 
sort of unique meeting because she's a she's a what she's a Canadian pop singer and he's the founder of Tesla and what some space program or, or whatnot, right? So they had a, oh it was a um what's it called with the uh, when they live in Middle Earth and they have the weird ears and she sort of looks like one. Um, it's Elfin. The name's Elfin. Oh, so Elf- it's actually a reference to like some sort of Elfin something or another. And then I stopped. Elfin reading, chicks so. are hot too, dude. If you look um, at his wife there. Uh huh. Her girlfriend. I don't know if they're married, but she, if you Google her, she's got this goth image in this one picture. Right. And, but then, like, her normal look is completely different. It's weird. So I'm looking, I'm looking at some information, I guess, on a, on a Joe Rogan podcast. Um, it's pronounced X Ash A 12. What are they naming a star? I don't what, but you wouldn't how that doesn't work. Like that's not a name. You're just going to call, call the per the person, whatever. I don't even know if this is a boy or a girl. I feel like this started with Cher when Cher with had the, those two kids. It's a boy, the weird names. And then, uh, Oh, Ash is a terrible name for a boy. So what is so it? His name is going to be Ash. Well, that's Ash. a Jewish name, right? That's that's like Asher or something like. Oh you know, yeah, huh? That's true. It is Jew Day. Well, We're he's celebrating Jewish. the Jews. I thought Elon it Musk is. was Jewish. Is Elon Musk Jewish? Um, I'm not sure, but I know that the the words "Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses" on the Statue oh of Liberty are Jewish, and they're written by <laughs> Jewish woman Emma Lazarus. Not sure about uh, Musk, however. I'm pretty so sure he's whole, Jewish, and I'm pretty sure that's the key to unlocking this whole thing. I think his first wife. Had a Jewish name too. Okay. So there's something to that. It's got to be. He attended a Jewish school, so I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so that poem at the bottom of the Statue of Liberty, written by a Jew, which means that the homeless and poverty problem in New York City is because of the Jews. And we know it now. We have proof positive. Fire up, fire it up. Find the alt-right, find all the alt-right podcasts. Put me on them. I'll let them know. They must not know this little bit of information. Imagine if like you, uh, you really tried to push that. Be like, yo, here, I just found this sweet piece of proof. Jew wrote that poem. <laughs> so I just found the, um, the uh, quote from Elon Musk, first of all, my partners, the one that mostly came up with the name Musk set of Grimes. I mean, it's just X, the letter X, um, and the A-E is pronounced Ash, and then A-12 is my contribution. He went on to say that A-12 stood for Archangel 12, the precursor to the SR-71 coolest plane ever. How is the A-E thing pronounced? I don't Ash. know. What is it? <clears throat> what? Ash. Next. All right. Getting on with the news and nonsense. BBC out of Topeka, Kansas. Why is the BBC reporting out of Topeka, Kansas? Topeka. Nonetheless, let's rip off DoorDash because fuck DoorDash. The owner of a pizza restaurant in the U.S. has discovered DoorDash delivery app has been selling his food cheaper than he does. 
While still paying him full price for orders, the owner did not wish to do business with DoorDash and had explicitly asked not to be listed on the DoorDash service. He later found out that it was part of a trial to gauge customer demand so DoorDash could take his own customers away from him and migrate them to their app instead. A pizza, for which he charged $24, was being advertised for $16 on DoorDash, and when he secretly ordered it himself, the app paid his restaurant the full $24 while charging him $16. Well, good, dude. You don't Mis- charge people 24 bucks for pizza. That better be a hell of a pizza. This is justice, man. What is? Yeah, I do know that every time I order from Mark's, it's, it's, it's incredibly expensive, but... I never. I I always have a theory, which is my my theory is if you're going to order out, then you should not be considering the price to begin with. Like going out to eat or ordering out on the cheap, you might as well just don't do it. If you don't have the money to do it, don't do it. So I'll order pizza from Marks, and then I'm like, all right, your bill's going to be uh fifty nine sixty eight, and you're like, I don't know how, but okay. <laughs> you're like, all right. Um, so twenty four dollars is that would be expensive for a pizza eighteen is what I would expect to pay for a pretty decently priced yeah like large pizza. Right. But I mean then then it's like are you throwing everything on it and getting charged like the 75 cents per topping times 8, you know? I don't know. Well that and I mean in our area we have a huge competition of pizza yeah. chains. Gabe doesn't Not get it. Chains, we actually have good pizza here, Gabe. I know I've been dying to to have some of the pizza out here. My favorite place is a New York style pizza place, but I know it's only like uh, Arizona's man. take on New York style place. Now I could see getting charged twenty five dollars for a pizza or twenty four dollars for a pizza in Chicago because when I went there for like an authentic Chicago style pizza, it was amazing and ev- okay. worth every penny of it. Where where are you? On, I forgot if we talked about this before, Jim. Where are you on the Chicago style deep dish pan pizza? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't consider it like. I mean, I guess it's pizza technically, but I mean, it's not my go-to. It's almost like a savory cake. Yeah, it's like a it's <laughs> like a dinner type thing. It's like a quiche or not a. So, Mr. Roy said he had first heard about the situation in March 2019 when his friends started receiving complaints about deliveries, even though his outlets did not deliver. At that point, he discovered he had been added to DoorDash and noticed it was charging a lower price for one of his premium pizzas. So, he ordered 10 pizzas and paid $160 and had them delivered to a friend's house. The restaurant was then paid $240 <laughs> for the order by DoorDash. Grubhub also adds restaurants without permission, not adhering to the oh, restaurants, say. It's such a slimy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Jim, I'm not sure if you knew that. Jim, also, do you know why Facebook is blue? Primarily. I wondered. I, dude, I wonder that stuff. <laughs> it's I'm retarded, but it's like... Because Zuckerberg is a Jew. We're uh, running short on time. So the next time the restaurant prepared its friend's <laughs> order by boxing up the pizza base without any toppings, maximizing the profit from mismatched prices. Because Zuckerberg's a Jew. It was genuinely, genuinely curious if DoorDash would catch on, but they didn't, wrote Mr. Roy. DoorDash's approach to uh, is hope to hopefully acquire a client base away from the individual restaurants by subsidizing such losses in hopes for profits down the road when customers come to them first rather than buying food from the restaurants, making it as God and heaven intended. Defending the losses, Chief Executive Masayoshi Son reportedly compared himself to Jesus, stating, Oh, Jesus was also a misunderstood. 
And Brad, that is your news and nonsense for today. Oh, you DoorDash. All right, Jim, with that, I think it's time to say goodbye to all these scumbags. Goodbye, scumbags. Born in 1967, and so I grew up in the 70s. So I'm not racist. <laughs> However, I do have mild racism. It's the best I could do coming out of the 70s because that was a very racist decade. People said racist things all the time, and nobody got offended. The only time somebody got offended if you said something racist in the 70s is when they would then say, like, hey, I, you interrupted me. I was saying something racist. Why did you? But I, so I have mild racism. It's benign. It's not aggressive. It's not even negative racism. It's mild racism. I'll give you an example. Okay, like see, like if I go uh, to a, a pizza place I've never been to before, and it's run by four black women, I'll go like, uh, hmm. See, it's very mild. It's extremely mild racism. I'll notice that. Yeah. You don't usually see that, four black women running a pizza place. 
Unless, unless it's called Four Black Girls Pizza or something like that. Like, that's the whole point of the place. It's mild. Here's another example of mild racism. If I say I'm in a hospital and the doctor comes in to treat me and the doctor's from China or India, I'll think, well, good, good. Good, more of that. Why not? It's very mild racism. Here's another example. If I'm in a gas station late at night, and uh, a, young, a young man comes in wearing a hooded sweatshirt. If he's white, I'll think, oh, he's an athlete. If he's black, unless he has a big smile on his face, then I become mildly racist, and this is what I think. I think, that's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Nothing's gonna happen. No, of course I'm fine. Why did I even think that for a second? <laughs> because I was, I was raised in the 70s. The 70s were a very different time. The 70s, everything was different in the 70s than it is now, except the Middle East is exactly the same. It's exactly the same as it was in the 70s. It's been the same fights, and you know what? It's boring now. That's the worst part of it. When I was a kid, we were like, ugh, but you can't go like this for like a thousand years. After a while, when you fight, people don't care, because when you're just both, you just keep fighting. Everybody's like, those guys are dicks. They just fight. That's what it's like. You know, like I have two kids and they fight sometimes and when they first start fighting I get concerned I go in their room I'm like hey what's going on what's wrong why are we having some feelings can we can we listen to each other please can we please just listen to each other okay you go first and then she goes she's like mm, yeah that sounds hard okay okay thank you Thank you. Okay, now you. Because I like this one a little more, so I'm that's why I make it. And they work it out. You help them work it out. But if they keep fighting, you stop doing that. After a while, you just go in the room and you just go, hey! Just shut up! Fuck you, you're both wrong! Because he won't stop fighting. You're in a family. There's other people in this family, and you're being a couple of selfish little bitches that won't fix anything. You share a room. We can't afford another room, so just deal with it. Somehow this has to do with Israel and Palestine. I don't know exactly. I don't remember how. It is because my kids are like Israel and Palestine, and I'm like America. The little one's like Palestine because she always gets screwed. She gets the worst deals. She's like, she threw a rock at my face. I'm like, you're, you're fine. Look, you, you have a great life. You get to take a rock to the face once in a while. You're fine. The older one is like Israel. She comes up to me. She burnt all my dolls. I'm like, look, I can't do anything about it right now. Your sister is crazy. Please don't make me talk to her. I'll work it out, you and me, okay? We'll go out. I'll buy you a really cool missile, and you do whatever you, whatever you do with it. It's totally up to you. The 70s were very different. When, in the 70s, there was a child molester that lived in my hometown. And it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't like, we caught a child molester. It was just like, yeah, that's the house where the child molester lives. He lives where, hey kids, be, don't be stupid, or you'll get molested. Just stay away from the child molester house. I know, because he did something to me when I was your age. So just stay away from the child molester house. We, really did, we had a town child molester. His name was Jean-Baptiste. It's a true story. And he, 
He liked teenage boys. That's when you would find out, because I was a teenage boy. He didn't like me. I, was, I felt a little bad. <laughs> like, no, not you. He, wasn't, he didn't, it wasn't into me. But he would drive up next to teenage boys and he'd say, uh, hello, would you like to go to McDonald's? And you're like, no. And he's like, why you don't like McDonald's? And then you're trapped, because of course everybody liked McDonald's. It was the 70s. And then I had one friend who used to get in the car. He'd be like, sure, I'll go. And he'd get in the car. He'd go to McDonald's and eat a burger. And then he'd say, see ya. And he'd just take off. And Jean-Baptiste was like, I did not get sex with that child. And he foiled again. But he'd always try. Maybe this time. Because child molesters are very tenacious people. They love molesting childs. It's crazy. It's like their favorite thing. I mean, when you can, it's so crazy because when you consider the risk in being a child molester, speaking not of even the damage you're doing, but the risk, there is no worse life available to a human than being a caught child molester. And yet they still do it. Which from, you can only really surmise that it must be really good. I mean, from their point of view, from their, not ours, but from their point of view, it must be amazing for them to risk so much. Be How do you think I feel? It's my last show, probably. Look, I can't key into it because I love Mounds Bars. I love Mounds Bars, it's my favorite thing, right? But there's a limit. I mean, I, I can't even eat a Mounds Bar and do something else at the same time. That's how much I love them. Like, if I'm eating a Mounds Bar, I can't read the paper, like, hmm, hmm. I have to just sit there with it in my mouth and go, why is this so good? I love this so much. And because they are delicious. And yet, if somebody said to me, if you eat another Mounds Bar, you'll go to jail and everybody will hate you, I would stop eating them. Because they do taste delicious, but they don't taste as good as a young boy does and shouldn't to a child monster. Not to me. Not to us, because we're all awesome. All right, we did it. We got through it. Italian loafers without socks? Deconstructed linen suit. Something missing? Complete the look. With a flesh-toned sleeveless t-shirt at Vice City's one-stop shop for people who dress for success. Wow, you look like everyone else. Complete the look. Old Max, we go everywhere together. Right, boy? At Pet Stuffers, we know there's nothing like a relationship between a man and his dog. Sometimes you just can't let go. Max, you didn't eat your food. That's the second week in a row! Max? When the unspeakable happens, just put your four-legged friend in the refrigerator or freezer. Then call Pet Stuffers. We'll be there within a week to pick him up, and in less than a month, he'll be back as good as new. Through an ancient Egyptian miracle process called taxidermy, you and your best friend will always be together. Yeah, that's a good dog. Pet Stuffers, when you just can't let go. And coming soon, grandparents forever. You've accidentally killed a family of four. We all know these things happen. You need to get out of jail to beat the shit out of your old lady for getting you into this mess in the first place. But you need money for bail. That's where we come in, at Jay's Bail Bonds. We're your new friend. We're here in your time of need. But skip town on us, and we'll hunt you down like the vermin you are. 
You may be in a lot of trouble with the law, but now you're in debt to an angry, unregulated lunatic who will be happy to take a on the Constitution to get their money back. Contact Jay's Bail Bonds today. Don't miss the next episode of Serious Cougar. Eunice goes on a bender with a pool boy and breaks her hip. If women in their 20s don't know their ass from their elbow, and women in their 50s know what they like, imagine being with an experienced, pleasure-loving octogenarian wrestling with dementia and horniness. The show that hits below the belt, just like her breasts. Serious Cougar, Wednesday nights at 9 on Weasel.